I think we're back. I think we're back. <laughs> I think we're back. We've been gone so long and it's taking us so much technology to get this back that there is now a cure for COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oprah has interviewed Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's third baby. And, <laughs> and we no longer care about and, and the world and we no longer care about, care about either yeah. or any of it. <laughs> yes. It's time to let you finish. Court and Amy, we're back. Uh, Part of the Pantheon podcast fam. Hey, everybody, we've been gone for two weeks. Did you miss us? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's just kind of catch up on our not so hot back summer, I guess. We we last saw each other, spoke to everybody in, you know, late August. So we haven't been Mm. gone that long. But, you know, just sort of. Any any thoughts? Anything fun? Any any anything? I know you uh, well, you I, got you got to do your full mermaid the other day. I finally <laughs> went to the beach. Yeah, I finally went to the beach. And listen, the beach is my happy place. I didn't go to the beach all summer because you know we've had a pretty wet, shitty summer. And then the days where it was really hot, I knew everybody was going to the beach. Yeah, that's the that problem in New York. It's like yeah, right. it's finally good yeah. beach weather, and everyone has that same idea. And then last <laughs> summer, when it was COVID, really full on COVID, I didn't really go that far away from my house. You know, I kind of yeah. didn't leave a five block radius of the house, if I could be right. honest. And 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 for anyone who's outside of New York, there is no beach in Harlem. Just no, so you know. there's no beach in Harlem. <laughs> So, yeah, like, you know, listen, putting my feet in the sand. I was out for a friend's birthday and it's fun. You know, having the ocean just hit your legs. It it's just fun. Felt really, 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 really. Yeah, I got I got um, before I started my award tour, which we talked about, I did mm-hmm. get to spend two days in Fire Island, which is mm-hmm. I mean, it's just I don't swim there because I can't swim for shit. And Fire right. Island is like really scary water. But yeah, lots no. of current. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just nice to go. It's there. Yep. And look at it, you know, and you feel it. And it's just a calming energy. No, it's man. nice. There's a reason like, oh. why they play water when you get a massage. You yeah, know what I mean? True. They, they don't true. play wind blowing everywhere. <laughs> um, well, uh, all kind of lightness and everything aside, um, you know, uh, back to school season is a part of upon us. Uh, I, I, um, how are you and feeling? Like, you know, you're going to I have, can you I have take different something? schools. And, well, I mean, in person now, right? I'm in person. At one, well, I mean, I was in person, in person last year at the high school, but I wasn't teaching. I mean, to be honest, I was sort of being a, an adult in the room. Right. This is going to be my first. And that was pre-Delta. Right. You know, right. Uh, I am going to be in person today. I always get a little bit of stage fright before I start. Even mm-hmm. I know that's how I, get, no, I get that. I get I'm that. performing. And, and, I, and I'm new students is the first students. time you're all a meeting. And yeah, but I am already. And it's not the time I would have liked to have done it. I would have liked an early morning class, less people. Right. But I will say I'm already very pleasantly. Uh, I'm very happy because the student just emailed me to tell me that she wasn't aware that you had to get COVID tested if you weren't fully back. So she's going to be taking the week off. And I said, I hope, and she was like, I hope this is okay. And I'm like, not is it, not only is it okay, but thank you for being 
Yeah, yeah. Like stay away as long as you need to. If you don't come back, we'll do it online. I don't care. So, you know, I mean, I'll get over it, but it's just sort of every the the good thing, I guess, is that everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's in the same kind of nervousness. And I am teaching college and they do have to be vaccinated. So whether they'll learn anything or not is a whole nother conversation. (laughs) Uh, But hey, learning is overrated anyway. Um, (laughs) Who needs that old education? Yeah, We're both intelligent. What has it gotten us? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. It's gotten us absolutely nowhere being smart. Hey, uh, I was the queen of 7-Eleven for a whole year. I had a reign around Queens and I used to ride around. I had a, no, I'm only kidding. Wait, 7-Eleven, the, no. the Quickie Mart 7-Eleven? Uh-huh. Yes, I was the 7-Eleven queen, darling. You worked at a 7-Eleven? No, I never you? worked at a 7-Eleven. Oh, Actually, okay. I just made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I worked at a Friendly's. I worked Did, at Friendly's. Friendly? Okay, when I used to work at Red Lobster in Green Acres Mall, shout out to Valley Stream Mall. Oh, my God. You decided, to pick, <laughs> you decided to pick the one place that's like, yikes. Well, I was on the opening team. I opened that Red Lobster. In, Hosk, in high school? In high school. I was yeah. on the opening team. I opened, I opened that Red Lobster. So I worked there for a couple of years from high school. And there was a Friendly's in the mall and because I don't eat seafood. So on my lunch break, I would go across Friendly's the street to Green Acres Mall and go to the Friendly's and every day I'd, get a, I'd either get a cheeseburger deluxe or grilled cheese deluxe Did you get and a, a milkshake. Did you get a fribble? No, I didn't get the fribble. Mm-mm. The fribble is good. Yeah. Um, I worked at Friendly's for a very brief period of time in high school and um, I was fired. Uh, first mm-hmm. off, because I kept insisting on hiking my uniform up <laughs> higher and higher and higher. Um, and also, I could not learn all the flavors. Right. Uh, it, and the, the piece de resistance is my boyfriend uh, and his best friend, um, who were druggies, mm-hmm. uh, came in and passed out on the counter and knocked over fribbles everywhere. So I was held responsible. I had to pay for their fribbles. And, um, and of course... That's the guy I lost. And, and of course, that's the guy I first had sex with because he was yeah. so cute. Mm-hmm. Right, you, were like, you were like, he's really deep. Look at him. No, I didn't I'm think he was deep. I just think he was cute. No. Yeah. But I was like, he knocked frivols all over the place. I was mm-hmm. fired for my stupid loser drug addict boyfriend and his stupid loser drug addict friend knocking frivols. Hey, Maddie and Doug, how you doing? All right. All right. And scene. Um, <laughs> all right. So this, um, obviously, people die all the time. Yes. But this, this week, uh, we were kind of hit with a really interesting juxtaposition, in my mind, of, of well, first of tremendous acting talent, but yes. two, two actors who sort of change literally the face of what's considered beauty and masculinity. Yes. And two actors who totally owned their respective lanes um, in movies. So the first person to die was the great uh, French actor, Jean-Paul Belmondo. Uh, if you've never seen the films of Godard. Yeah, Godard. Yeah, no, Fellini's Italian. Fellini's Italian. Fellini's right? Italian. But Fellini's if you've Italian. never seen those movies, Breathless is probably the best known. Don't watch the remake. It's awful. Watch the original one. Oh my one. God, I saw that remake. That was awful. Terrible, awful. terrible. You know what? We don't ever really remake the French ones well. You know, whenever no. we try to do a, an American yeah. version it's of not, a French film, and vice versa. it doesn't it doesn't really work. Yeah. But he was a <laughs> he was just an absolutely fantastic actor, very much uh, you know, a uh, a a symbol of the French New Wave in cinema. 
and a very kind of ugly beauty. The French actually have a name for that, a, a kind mm-hmm. of the ugly beauty. And he was, you know, a sex symbol and a great and a, just a fantastic actor. And in any other week, what's so crazy is that the, the the deaths would have been dominated by him in many ways. But he never had a big. He never made any American films, but right. unfortunately, that same day, Michael K. Williams passed away, and um, you know, best known for Omar and and on The Wire. I mean, what was it? Obama Boy, said Omar yeah. was his yeah. favorite character yes. on television. You know, and um, what's really many Lovecraft, Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft Country, five Boy, time Boy, Emmy Empire. nominated, yeah. yeah. You know, um, he actually I'm, just won, I believe, one of the Critics Awards for Lovecraft Country yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and he's just, nominated for an Emmy for that yeah. role this year. Well, an amazing actor. I mean, Omar is and a really nice guy. That's what I've heard, and he was really, really good friends with some uh, with a good friend of mine. So I, I I heard about him outside of the context of being a great actor. Like he hung out with his kids and. And a New Yorker, so maybe that's why it's impacting us more because he was one of our guys and, and but part died of the young. Circle, really, I have a you know I've met him. I you know I'm not oh I didn't know him, but I've met him. Yeah, um, great dancer throughout the time throughout the years. I would see him at like house music parties, I, and I have a lot of friends you know who work in film and television who absolutely worked with him on The Wire and yeah. Lovecraft and a bunch of different other things, and they're really hurting. You know that like. They loved him. The people who knew him really loved him. He was a, he was a really loved loved person. And he's getting obituaries and memorials that I have to say are are worth reading because um, a lot of times black actors do not get that kind of. Im- I was surprised. That the, I, was, I was about to say I was the surprised coverage, the amount of coverage that he's gotten. I was like, wow, yeah. he really people really yeah. love this guy. Yeah, I mean, go back and, and and watch. I mean, the wire is. I mean, to the point when my friend was like talking about, oh, you'll have to meet him one day, and I never met him. I kept calling him Omar, which is obviously not his name. But um, listen, I've yeah, gotten rid of a lot of my DVD box sets, but I kept my. I have the full series of the wire that. Yeah. No. I still yeah. have. No, it's it's so, you know, rest in peace to him. It's very sad, obviously, when anyone dies, when someone young dies. Uh, and, and like I was saying about Belmondo, I mean, Michael K. Williams, you know, was not a classically handsome man, though he right. was a good looking man. And he changed the idea of what masculinity, what black masculinity is. Uh, I don't know about the guy's personal life. I'm not going to speculate, but he presented no, a gay percent. black. And, yeah. and he gave for the first time, really, a different portrayal of a black gay man. All a lot of times, even today, listen, I was watching a sort of preview for Cinderella, right? And Billy Porter is playing the fairy godmother. And he does the thing that I feel like it's always done when it's a black gay man. It's lots of neck, right. lots of right. arms and hands, and you know, and that's a type, that's a thing. But that doesn't represent the whole spectrum of the gay community, right? right? And we're just never written in a way where you could be the killer, the feared person. Oh, and you happen to be gay. You know what I mean? It's always if there is a black gay character written, it's like you need the almost some of those tropes to be thrown in you there. Need to, to be make it, swishy. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's just the worst. And so here comes Omar, the guy that everybody's afraid of. 
And it was just written really, really. Well, I read something really interesting because the right, I mean, then we'll get off, but the writers on the wire just were amazing guys. And one of the writers on the wire is Richard Price, who's a fantastic novel, one of my favorite novelists to begin with. And he said that he was the guy, he was often tasked with writing kind of Omar's entrances. Like, so, you know, Omar walking down the street, that was his dialogue. Mm -hmm. And he said that Michael K. Williams, kind of established some of the signifiers for Omar being gay. I don't know if it was ever written that he was gay, but he would right. do things like touch his boyfriend. And it was like, wow, okay, this is an interesting thing that you're right. Anyways, a great actor, Jim Pavelmano, great actor, uh, watch their movies, watch their TV shows. <clears throat> Rest in peace to both of them. And, um, um, and oh, one more that we need to mention is Lee Scratch Perry on the other end, uh, a different uh, discipline, music. Um, you and he I created, both- he built his own studio, the Black Ark, in, yeah. in, in, in his yard in Jamaica. He really, you know, brought this new style of, of music, well, dub, and really took it to a whole other level and worked with all of these artists and made those sounds even bigger. And I think that really helped it go international and around the world, really, you know? Well, and and brought it, I mean, certainly, I mean, you and I have both agreed that the word icon is overused and means nothing if you keep using it. But all three men that we've talked about, like Broke Boundaries, Iconic, Lee Scratch Perry was a sonic architect. Absolutely. Of of absolute, so again. Oh my God, uh, we lost one more, Charlie Watts. Oh yes, another. Okay, another icon. Another and Charlie, icon. listen, the rolling, the roll. There are bands, and then there's the Rolling Stones, <laughs> and then there's the Rolling Stones. Really, from I think you said this when we were talking about him the other day. You know, it's like they've been in a lane of their own since they came out. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and fifty plus years later. They are still in the lane of their own. There's the right. Rolling Stones and, and everybody, else. everybody else. And 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 the thing about the Rolling Stones, I mean, I saw them in 1978, so I don't even mm-hmm. barely remember, to be honest with you. But right. the thing about, and yes, their album output has not been as dominant, but the Rolling Stones, from what I understand, are still capable of going out there and fucking blowing everybody off the stage. Yep. And Charlie Watts was the arch- uh, was the the anchor for that song, and yep. and a lot of a lot of drummers normally work off the bass player because it's the rhythm section. What made Charlie Watts different is a he had a jazz background, had no interest in rock music whatsoever. You know, was like okay, sure, whatever. That's but where he, the rhythm came. You know, right. I mean, he was a rhythm drummer, and he know? and he got his cues from Keith Richards, which yeah. is an interesting thing. Um, a musician's musician, but you didn't have to know music to understand that. So, I mean, where do I start? Where do we start telling you what's Charlie Watts song, what Stone song? But he is right. just, yeah, phenomenal. So really four very, very important men. Legendary. That, I that know you changed, guys all changed. like to use these words and call no. everybody a legend. And I, no, these dudes... Are all legendary because no one's ever going to be able to duplicate what they do. Exactly. Every you know, so you cannot use the word legendary when someone puts out one record. Okay. Oh, no. No, let me just say, I heard and listen. We both like Cardi B. I just heard somebody like the rap icon just had her second baby. I was like, rap icon. No, no she's put she's out one, one album. I was I like, know. why would you? Even, first of all, she doesn't want you to call her an icon yet. Don't put her. You took her. You skipped. The, the the whole middle and the other part of the career to taking the icon status. It's like, guys, so this is this is why you should. This is why you can't have people over the age of twenty five running the culture. But that's a whole 
conversation. Um, They can be in the culture, but don't document it because you have no cultural perspective. All right. So, and scenes. Um, So speaking of cultural perspective, there's been a little kerfuffle about Jay-Z and Beyonce and this uh, Tiffany's. Tiffany's Now, let me just say this. I just thought, you know, I thought this was some dumb shit with people hating on the internet, and I really didn't pay attention to it. What drew my attention the most was the $2 million in, you know, scholarship and money going for for historically Black colleges and universities. So I was like, great, people are going to bitch, whatever, whatever. Now, when I looked at it and I thought, Basquiat, again, you know, listen, you could have chosen, there's so many, first of all, at this point, Everybody knows who Jean-Michel Basquiat is. They just do. Yeah. There's so many Black artists and there's so many living Black artists who are creating works that are important that I felt like it could have been highlighted. They're Black female artists. I felt like there was somebody who could have been highlighted. It just seemed like going into the box, the art box, and picking the... It's like going to Google and trying to... to, when, When your students try to plagiarize and they go to Google and they pick like the second story. The first thing that jumps up. No, not even the first one. They go to the second one and think she won't look down too. Yeah, she won't notice that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like like all of the artists you're going to pick from. So I thought it was just a bun little kerfuffle of people online until you posted that friend of the show, Al Diaz, one same like, come on, who, who was his partner, when I saw that he was upset and the people in that, I, that's what made me take notice yeah. and say, oh, yeah, these well, are real deal people. Now, yeah. these people saying something, I give that credence, you know, because, right. you know, everything online is always just like the mafia of ah, people. Ah, yeah, people yeah. bitching. Well, the I motherfuckers mean- who knew him and worked with him and were friends with him being like, yeah, this is some bullshit was like that made me pay attention. Well, the bullshit, I mean, and, you know, I mean, basically this painting, um, you know, the bullshit, to be honest, was not created by Jay-Z and Beyonce. it's about the bullshit was created. The painting, the corporate, the guys who bought it, um, somebody are no. And, you know, oh, this has never been seen before. Okay, yes, it has, because people showed it. Um, Oh, he mixed that color blue as an homage to Tiffany. No, he did not. (laughs) It's like. It's no, he so did that. I got to tell you something. I didn't know, you know, know him, but I knew that world. I, I I can guarantee nobody in that world was checking for fucking Tiffany's. Okay. If they were going to name check anything, it would be, um, y- y- you know, it, the point is, is that they weren't doing that. And I just find it, you know, without getting, I just find it to be, yeah, if you're going to highlight black excellence in terms of the painting, this is such a cliche at this point. First of all, it's, let me just say this. The only reason why I knew what Tiffany's was in the 80s, real talk, is my mother's been wearing Elsie Peretti jewelry. Oh, my mother had the, that too. She's, so like, she's got Gorgeous. it. Gorgeous. So she's been wearing Elsie Peretti jewelry. Elsa, 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 Elsa yeah. Peretti jewelry since the 80s, right? So she's, my father started gifting that to her, then gifting Beautiful it to my stuff. sister. So that's why I know it. John, he, that Nobody downtown knows. scene, no one was thinking about 57th and 5th Avenue. Not and at he all. definitely was not going to be inspired by the Tiffany Blue Box. Right. And I just think, no, I don't think J and B, uh, you know, it's their fault. But I'm like, 
to me, it was a little too obvious. If you're going to have this hair trying to look like Basquiat and then you're sitting in front of a Basquiat, it's like you guys know a lot about art. They both collect art. They are art collectors. You know about a lot of different Black artists. This was a big opportunity and moment yeah. for your About Love campaign to maybe highlight a how about a living Black artist who's doing, because there's a lot who are doing really well mm-hmm. and big in the art world. Carrie and James I, Marshall. Yeah, highlight one of them in this ad. It's like, we all know who Basquiat is. Everybody knows how much those paintings sell for. It just was like, when I look at Tiffany, I'm like, okay, this, it just was. It like, was just too easy. Yes. And it's also like, I mean, look, we, you know, we can have, we all know that Jay-Z stands for Jay-Z. I'm a biz, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Come on. I mean, this is not. And, listen, and we live in a capitalistic society. I'm not mad at that. But I also say. I'm not mad at him having that energy and that attitude, because the one thing I do know is about the both of them is they also are generous and they do give back and they do do a lot of stuff and they have a lot of hands in helping money and foundations, some public, a lot, very quiet. Right. So for that, I'm going to give them a pass and say, if you're doing this for money, I'm just saying, you know, it could have been like the Basquiat was just a little too obvious. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's just obvious. It's lazy, and especially like I said, with Jay up there, like I dreamt I was Bosca, and it's like it's just obvious and lazy, and it has their love. We won't even have that conversation if they're the great symbol of black love. Then God help us. Um, but for but speaking of black love, Kanye and Drake, two black men who love each other. I mean, it individually, is like- they don't love each other; they love themselves. It's like two you <laughs> it's like two eunuchs fighting at an orgy. It's so just wow, like, I like that. I like that. Like who the what the why. It's like here's the thing about both of them. Yeah. I think I've always found Drake to be bland. Has he had some singles that I like? Yes, he is a single, he knows how to make a single, right? Which mm-hmm. is pretty brilliant. That's how you that's how you sell records. That's how these days you stream a gazillion records. He's gonna give you shit that stays in your head it's and you want to sing. Over. He makes radio friendly, radio friendly, right. club friendly hip hop. Right. Kanye, who I am not a fan of at all, and have not I don't really pay that much attention to his music anymore at all. At least I will give him this. I do look at him as as an artist. Yeah. Who will take risk and take chance? It may seem nutty, but you know what? The the real people who are really artists are kind of off kilter. So right. that part doesn't bother me. I'm just not into the cult of Kanye like everybody and sitting in listening sessions and going through 18 versions of an album. I tried to listen to this one. I got to like the fourth song. I just didn't care and I stopped. Well, I listened for you. Uh, yes, yes. And, and I decided and, to and your, I decided to take I decided <laughs> I will go on my permanent record that I really did. And I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I'm with you too. Look, Kanye is taking his personality out of it. He's infuriating as an artist because unlike Drake and Drake, calling Drake bland is being kind. I mean, right. Drake is the cold play of fucking hip hop. Right. He's well, actually, cold play is probably more interesting. Drake stands for nothing. Right. He's the girls like him because they think he's cute. He makes incredibly catchy singles. I have never listened to a Drake record. I couldn't tell you what make I couldn't tell you what makes Drake good. I really you couldn't. I like that. What was that song? I like the other one. The Tusi like, slide. No, 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 I like the one that's I got my eyes on you. Yeah, the one where something, he sampled something, 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 something. Yeah, exactly. Something, something, and he samples Lauren. Hill yeah. and stuff. So uh, uh, I'll start with the Kanye and I'll briefly go over the Drake because mm. I did actually listen. 
Okay. I mean, look, the Kanye record is, you know, he ha- he is no longer a rapper to be, who's he's no longer a rapper. who's an artist. He's an artist who's a rapper. Right. And and I think that um, we do let our knowledge of his personal shenanigans flavor, but his personal shenanigans are part of his 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 art. There's way as a friend of mine said, there's way too much Jesus on this record. I mean, it's a, I'm all for Jesus, but Jesus, Listen, there's too much never Jesus. Know Jesus. I'm no, here but then now he's kind of Jesus. This yeah. is the Jesus of the lady on the subway. We're screaming at you. Right. Where you're like, <laughs> what stop are you getting off, lady? Why do Jesus people? Why do they always have to be so loud? Can't you talk to me quietly about Jesus? Why do you have to scream at me about Jesus? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Leave me alone. Um, don't you ever say that I care about Jesus. I know, but I care about like Jewy Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> I'm a Jesus Christ superstar Jesus person. But well, <laughs> you're, okay. you're part of the Jews for Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. But I just like I, I believe in Jesus in the sense of being a revolutionary. When not I used to see them when I was young, I was always confused. They'd be like, "We're Jews for Jesus." I'm like, "Isn't that Catholic?" <laughs> it's like being a meat-eating vegetarian. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> They're vegetarian. It's like people say, I'm a vegetarian, but I eat chicken and I eat fish. So you're not a vegetarian. I got a news for you. Just because you put an extra piece of squash on your plate does not make you a fucking vegetarian. All right. Sorry. Oh, God. Right. I'm celibate, but I have sex only with Asians. No. no you're not. You're At Camille's sick. birthday party, I got clowns so bad because you know, I was asking about my new diet. I was like, no, I don't eat this. I don't eat that. And they're like, what are you ordering for dinner? I was like, I'm having the um, I'm having the vegetable flatbread. So the waiter comes in and and then Quana leans over to me and says, "You want to split the ribeye?" And I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, getting back to Connie real fast. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a problematic record. It's too mm. long, like most records. There are flashes. Yeah. There are flashes of like what makes Kanye Kanye, and when Kanye hits, not makes a hit, but mm. when he hits. There is nobody. He That's is, undeniable. Yeah. That, like, with, but there's with, just too but, much going but on. I don't need an hour and a half album that, seems, that just seems like the ramblings of the lady uh, on the subway. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how about, an, but see, you can tell he's the type of artist where he's not going to listen to anybody, right? And I'm sure oh, not at all. So if, if he let have somebody in his team he trusted who would let him make it tighter maybe yeah. i would have enjoyed it more but to me it's just like uh, I don't yeah care. i mean it's it's it, it debuted number one his records all mm-hmm. they do number yeah. one it'll get a lot and of it's going to right because these days with streaming everybody is going to rush to listen yeah so you're we going to interested. get those yeah you're going to get those numbers like you already got you got the numbers for me from rushing to listen yeah so we i got the only through four tracks but that was enough to get you some yeah, I know. Streaming numbers you know so, I mean, and, and and we discussed before, to me, what was very problematic is his working with Marilyn Manson, who, A, is so uh, irrelevant in terms it's, of the cultural yeah. conversation. It's like, you know, like what wasn't, I mean, he would be more relevant to use Kiss. But Marilyn yeah. Manson is, an, is credibly accused of rape and abuse. And then baby, who's an asshole, who is, you know, just an immature asshole homophobe. So Kanye's sort of like the arty side, and then he and Drake are rivals, who cares? Um, and then Drake comes out. I couldn't even make it through four songs with Drake because I'm just going, what are you, who are you? You're just so amorphous and kind of, and then when I read that there's a, what's the word, extrapolation? 
It's, like, <laughs> it's not like a flat out sample, mm. but it's like a sample of a sample. It's on the song TSU. Because and- he, he's using this Ron C sample where Ron C is talking. But when he's talking faintly in the background, one of the tracks of an R. Kelly song is playing, but not his vocal. But because right. that music is playing, you still have to license it. Right. And it's sort of like, I mean, Drake is being smart in terms of like preempting the possible lawsuit that would come. But I'm sorry. I think but that everybody's we can address- like, well, why did you have to use that sample? Because I, I, why are you yeah. fucking why was that so important to the track? Right. That exactly. you know what I mean? That you had to use that particular one when R. Kelly is currently on trial for sex trafficking. And and especially when you have an audience that is A, mainly women, and B, yeah. you've literally been wrapping yourself. In the in the in the legacy of Aaliyah, I mean that. Yeah, so that that to me is just is just you know lazy. Because people are full of shit. Amy. Yeah, people well, he's are full of shit, and, and they're and, self-serving, and they're like right. everybody has everybody gets on a soapbox and will say a lot of shit until something really comes to the doorstep that they need, and they'll, they'll see if they can sideswipe it. Well, what's so fun and the cover, the Davian Hurst cover of all these mm-hmm. women pregnant. I don't find that. In light of, and I won't get in, but in light of the Texas law, really, mm-hmm. we're going to have, this is the way you show that you're a lover man, that you've knocked up all the, what are you, fucking Nick Cannon? That's the way you show your oh, love. You just God. have an army. But it's just, I look, Drake is, Drake is not for us. We know that we're too old for Drake, but I just, I, I, I to me, it's like, he's hugely successful. I never have liked him. I don't hate him, but he's just sort of, uh, he's just he's not even inoffensive he's nothing he stands for nothing to me and i don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth because he has as as nutty as kanye is and as problematic as kanye is that's kanye that is kanye i mean that you know if kanye's using marilyn manson it's because he i think the drake thing with the r kelly thing is just sloppy and lazy and there was no reason for it and it undercuts his entire like you said his entire mo it it undercuts everything you're full of shit if that guy is the seventh credit on the song then you clearly didn't need him i mean and then there's that (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's like it's like sophie right Mm -hmm. bless her heart it's like I heard Sophie all in that track. It was like, you did? You're full of shit. Right. <laughs> it's like, you're full of shit. Let's <laughs> talk real fast about Britney, and then we'll talk about uh, the other record that came out this week. So I know this is like <laughs> the Britney thing. It's confusing because it's not as good news as you would think, from what I understand. It is kind of, and it's not kind of. So why don't you well, go into it? Well, well, the father is petitioning to end the conservatorship, right? which is good news, which would end the conservatorship. That she's been under. Yes and no, because the father, Jamie, there is still going to be a trial. And Jamie is sort of blackmailing him, saying, well, I'll do it if you. And that, Which has been his thing the entire time. Right. Give but me now, two million and but, I'll walk away. But yeah, which is crazy. Because like, how much money have you gotten from your daughter already? To yeah. me, this shows you right there what it's been about, partially to me. Yeah. I want what's best for my daughter. So. I know I've gotten millions off of her for all of these for 13 years, but it's going to cost you for me to stop overseeing her money. So I need some of that money. Yeah. And that's, it's that's sleazy. Just up. It's, it's very sleazy. sleazy. And this is, but she's going to get, it is good news. She's going to get what she wants. And yeah. hopefully the court will, hopefully the court will see that. And he won't get that money because it's like, like, it's like, it's blackmail. One way you're like, I love my kid. And then we start to see 
it's money corrupts everybody, man. Money, it just corrupts. It's, yeah. it's a harm. I'm not saying that she doesn't have some personal private shit, but guess what? We all do. And if she loses all her money, sometimes people lose their money. Yeah. She has the right to lose her money like anybody else who's earned their money. If they right. lose it, they lose it. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I, I just like, like you I don't said. need a father who's been spending it and then whose whole thing now is like, well, I'll leave for a check. Yeah, 13, well, I think 13 years worth of checks wasn't enough. Yeah, and well, she's got new legal. Re- I yeah. mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, yeah. Listen, you know, it, it, there's so much shit we don't know. Yeah. For me, I just want anybody who's grown and who can go to work to be able to make a decision about yeah. where their money goes. And what she wants to do with her body and what yep. she wants to do All with her life. It. So hopefully it'll it. it'll work out. Yep. Um, um, and I can sleep at night knowing that it is. I know it's been so hard. For you. It's been I so know. hard for me. You've called no, me. I mean, there is a bigger. There is a big girl. No, there is a big. There is a bigger issue involved. Yeah, I mean, I mean this the is, bigger issue is this always happens to women. We've seen men be dragged, knocked down, drug out, drug addicts, and fucked up, and we've never seen anybody come in and take over their life. But when it's women, we have numerous examples of the control of their lives being taken away from them, right? Very quite easily. Yeah. Um, all right. So there was one other big musical news this week. And, um, so ABBA, ABBA, which is a struggle, maybe those of you who are young, they're a struggling underground group. (laughs) They never really got their due in the United States. I'm really into deep cuts. ABBA. You know, I, I wish they had taken off, but they're just, you know, the whole idea of it. <laughs> so, all right, all joking aside, obviously, like the biggest pop band in the world, blah, blah, blah. They've sold more monies. I, I can't even, they, you know. They sold some like 400 million records. Yeah, it's, big, it's bigger yeah. than the national debt. That's how much money they Actually, made. when people had to buy records. So they literally sold Went like 400 million you know, records. Yeah. Mama Mia. Da, 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 da. All right, international change the face of pop music certainly are a direct link between the Max Martins and the Chevron uh, Swedish and Norwegian pop sound. Okay. Undeniable for reasons that I have no idea. I mean, we've all been bored during the pandemic, but Sweden didn't lock down. So they were allowed to Mm -hmm. walk around and do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. They've put out two new songs in anticipation of a new album in November. Yes. And, the reviews have been the equivalent. You know, when you're talking about somebody and they're really kind of, a, you know, they're she's really interesting. She's so nice. <laughs> so, oh, that looks really. It looks <laughs> it, it shows off your eyes, you know. <laughs> well, so, let's just say they have two new songs. I still have faith in you and don't shut me down. Right. Which are perfect titles for the reaction these songs are getting. It's like, I Listen, still have I love ABBA. I think ABBA's great. Yeah, okay. We all love ABBA. Well, not everybody, but and as I, I said to you... As I, I don't I, dislike the Don't Shut Me Down record. I actually kind of like the Don't sh- Shut Me Down. Hum a few. Hum a little bit of it. Exactly. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> The thing about ABBA, right? The thing, the thing about ABBA is that they were the definition of earworms. Okay, mm-hmm. you it's heard true. that they were the one eight hundred cars for kids, but better 
of song. You heard it. Yeah, you know, you're listening to it on your computer right now, the sing along. All right. So the problem with uh, the problem with these songs is first up they just walk around into room with tears in my eyes. Now I'm right, thinking knowing me, you know. Okay, I, but that's Abba from 40 years ago. I know I, it's like they're great songs. But no that's the is, funny thing. The new songs, when I listen to those, it just made me go to the old songs. And then, but I love them, right? So I'm not upset that there's new music. And I don't hate the songs. I do. I don't love the songs. I don't. But I don't the hate Here's the, the thing. As I said to you when we were discussing this previously, if it wasn't ABBA, would you even fucking be paying attention? Uh, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I mean, and that's. The hold thing. on, I'm trying to think. <laughs> no. And no, I'm going to do one of the polite things. Everything I've read has been very polite. That's when you polite. know. The, that's when you know the people don't love the songs because everything's very like, oh my god, it's been funny. It's like giving you a history and why it's important of them coming back in the show, but not being like, no, nobody is raving. So that's the thing. I mean, if Abba, all joking aside, if Abba didn't have a legacy, there was no, mm. there is no. This is the equivalent of Michael Jordan coming back and then fucking up. If mm. you were the best, stop. They don't need the money. Um, they don't need the money. They don't really sound great. They have their their legacy, whether you like them or not, their legacy is un, uh, undeniable. Yeah, it's undeniable. It it's is undeniable. undeniable. So Absolutely. these are just kind of like, like you're bored, Benny or Bjorn or whatever your name is. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just, they're just kind of, eh. yeah, they're the equivalent of like, wow, she's really interesting and then it was like you know the trick of them being like and we're going on tour a new tour i was like oh my god they're going on the road wait yeah <laughs> so they're building a new arena in london yeah which the pre-sales are already through the roof for right. a show that starts in may which is a avatar sort of immersive experience show with like a hologram kind of thing or something like that. so yeah we'll see when it debuts next year They've already of, recorded the show. Of so. them in their 70s, though. So yeah. this entire thing is a money grab trading on nostalgia. Just say hey, it like that. But if it's great, it, and yeah, the but, new song, but the new song, new songs are in, new music is in the show. So if it's a great new immersive experience, it could be pretty fabulous, right? So we'll see. I don't want an immersive experience. I want a concert. Mm -hmm. If I want an immersive experience, I, I, you know, like, stop it. Just because you have the technology doesn't mean you should use it. Just well, I'm going to save all reservations. I see because I'm like you. I definitely was thinking, oh, my God, they're going to come to New York. I'll get to see them in person. So, no, you have to go to London and to see the hologrammy avatar. Absolutely things. no interest in seeing Avalon. <laughs> I mean, they wrote great songs. I, there's about four songs of theirs. I absolutely I'm so jealous because Miguel saw them live in concert. When? What year? In, in the seven, like 77, the Voulez Vu, right. the Voulez Vu tour. That's when you Radio see them. City. Yeah, I yeah, have no. And I, and I didn't see him because my mother have, wasn't really a fan. I yeah, no, I, 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 there are many bands that I wish I had seen. Abba is, mm -hmm. I'm sure they're great, whatever. I'll watch Mamma Mia. All right. Do you want to sort of talk about some of the stuff we are checking for, as the kids say? We are checking for, you know, it's, I've just been sort of, the interesting thing, don't you? You want to talk about the Halsey record, right? Which yeah. I know you really love her. I don't. And, no, 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 no. I don't really love her. I find her really. I like her a lot. I find her interesting. I really mm -hmm. do. And we joke around about like, what yeah, because I'm always like, what's a Halsey, right? Right. <laughs> I find her interesting because she has managed. There is 
First off, the, the sound of her voice is interesting. She doesn't have that gulping, breathy vocal. She's actually kind of singing, which is nice. But I find her interesting because she got started sort of as, a, you know, with the chain smokers and kind of like as a featured artist. Mm-hmm. And her songs are very, she kind of skirts around a lot of genres. And and it's smart pop music. It's, it's kind of like, but this album, it's called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. And had mm-hmm. not Kanye and Drake sort of taken the attention off everything, I think that this would have would have been the album. She's working with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Atticus mm-hmm. Ross is the guy that does soundtrack work with Trent mm-hmm. Reznor, and they do great soundtracks. My issues with Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, their scores are really amazing. Fantastic. It's, they've been scoring, so they scored Soul. They won an yeah. Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my issues with Trent Reznor are, are just go, I was not a big fan of, I'm not a big fan of mm-hmm. industrial music, but mm-hmm. um, it's he's a, a real he's a super talented guy though. He's yeah, super, no, no, no. Yeah. And yeah. this is a rock record. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that some artists they would do a rock record and you'd go, she's faking it. She's up there pretending to do she sounds this is a really powerful, very um feminist in a lot of ways record. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really worth a listen. I mean, I listened to it and I was like, um, yeah, I believe, you know, I want believability with artists. You know, one of the reasons yeah. I love Mary J. Blige and a lot of people love Mary J. Blige is, is she technically the best singer? No, she's not technically, no, but, but I believe, believe her. her. I she, believe you her. believe the words that are coming out of her mouth, no matter what she's singing, you believe her. And I, and, and I just think this record, especially because I think Halsey is someone who people like, but she's seen as sort of being a pop girl, which nothing wrong with that, but it's a real, it's a really good record. So I, I do recommend if I can't have love, I want power um and then i really so this is on a totally different end i'm gonna fuck up the pronunciation of her mm. name aruj aftab she's a believe pakistani or southeast asian artist her album is called vulture prince it's been mm. out for a couple of months but i just got hit to it because a friend of mine turned me on to her mm. um it's it's beautiful voice very in it uh very um reminiscent of the great women singers of that region uh sort of moody uh very kind of bluesy kind of torchy she sings um i believe in urdu and some of it it's just Mm -hmm. an interesting record and it's not like i'm the first one to discover i mean the pitchfork kids are all over it and stuff like that but it it is really good and then i'm really kind of loving the charlie xcx single good ones and we like i mean she's another one of those smart pop girls you yeah. know she's to me i put her in the slot with like the robins and the carly yeah. ray jepsons right. the ones who really should have more love here you know what i mean that are yeah. really smart good cool ass kick-ass music you know and the thing with Carly Ray, and uh, not Carly Ray, um, the Charlie. thing with Charlie is that she's also a great songwriter. Yeah. So I mean, she is capable of writing hits for other people. So um, yeah, I so I, I I'm, those are kind of the three things I'm kind of checking for right now. What do you um, what do you? My shit is just all old, you know, because none of the new shit. Like I've listened to a bunch of things, all of the new singles coming out, but nothing's really stuck with me to be like this needs to be on repeat you know there's a couple of things coming this week i'm excited to hear the casey musgraves album i'm excited to hear 
the new Steps album, What the Future Holds, part two. Um, but I've been kind of, you know, rearranging some of my vinyl stuff. And I and I started pulling together all my different Jocelyn Brown records and giving her our own section. And it's really made me have a, a new appreciation for her voice again and realizing, you know, how many times she's been a featured vocalist on songs that we love, like, you know, in her life, caught up in a one night love affair. You know, I'm caught up in a one night love. That's her vocal. Uh-huh. Push, push in the bush. By so music. sort of like a Martha Wash That's kind of thing. That's her vocal. Um, then, you know, the, the she had the songs on Warner Brothers, uh, Egomaniac and Love's Gonna Get You, Baby. I'm Gonna Get You, Yes. And somebody else has got just so many records. Her work with New York and Soul and I'm the Black Gold of the Sun, you know. And just really finding a new appreciation for her voice. And yeah, just started yeah. making me dig into just all of her work. And it's, I feel like she's a very undersung woman who has really sang so many songs that mean something to me for a lot of my life. You know, songs that still resonate. And I don't even, she's almost like a voice that people know, but they don't know her. They're almost like, you know, in a, it, uh, she's almost like in those women like Lolita Holloway. And, yes. you know, first off, dance music was dismissed. But also, right. but also they're sort of like the equivalent in some ways of, of the Darlene Loves or the yes, Jingle. Absolutely. The, the Jingle yes. Singers who you were like, I love that voice. I love that voice. Who is that woman? You right. know? Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, just been having a new appreciation to her. And for some reason... I have been listening to like the first five albums in Dionne Warwick's career, those okay. early Scepter uh, uh, albums. And they're so good. It's just her voice. Just, you know, I'm back into really paying attention to vocals. I've also been listening to a lot of Aretha's Columbia records. Yeah, and very just, different. Just very that, different. Yeah. But that her voice was, she was so young. It was just so strong and pure and beautiful. You know what I mean? So I've been kind of falling into that sort of period of listening to vocalists and great songwriting and just having that kind of moment. Yeah, you know? I think we're, you know, we're transitioning now a little bit into fall. So, in a, you know, it'll see. So we're coming out of the summer. It'll be interesting to see, I guess, the big record this week. Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. will be Casey Musgrave, who MTV is now... Yeah. suddenly playing all her videos when she was like a little country artist. We can talk about that next week. The whole right. sort of how they are totally fucking repackaging that chick. Yep. I mean, well, like which, the is, whole- which is not a negative. I'm just saying they're totally repackaging that girl. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you see in the video, like she's smoking a blunt in the car because it's part of this little mini movie. Right. Thing. And, and it kind of goes. Yeah, so like, yeah, she's definitely skirting that line of yeah. like that Taylor line of I'm going for the big pop stadium. Vibe. Well, except that Casey Musgrave has always been a much edgier artist yeah. than Taylor, yeah, yeah. than Taylor Swift. And then we, maybe next week we talk about like, gee, Lord, that was quick. That album came out and it's gone. <laughs> poor, poor Lord. She can't buy a break, but the VMAs are this weekend. So we will, watch those right we'll watch yeah. those the way we listen to the Kanye record. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump in and out all right uh courtney give the tag because that's what you do well, so well i just want to send another r.i.p because i just got a notification that jerry blair who um used to be the head of promotion when i worked at columbia before charlie walk took over um passed away 
okay. Sorry to hear that. So RIP Jerry, you know. Sorry. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just, that's the end of an era. He's a, in promotion, he was very known. He was a big promotion guy in the nineties and the early aughts. So you know, a lot of, you know, promotion doesn't change that much. You know, those promotion teams and promotion departments. So a lot right. of people knew Jerry. So I just want to sort of send my condolences out to his wife and to his family and his children. And also just briefly mentioned that the the uh, DJ and writer Phil Schaap died this morning to a jazz uh, or less. Right. Yes, a jazz, jazz writer. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's sad when people die, except if they're the governor Texas. I mean, if he were to die, I really wouldn't care. But that's a whole other conversation, and on isn't that it? Note. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, guys, you know the deal. You know where to find us. Pantheon, we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And uh, we hope you check them out because we're on the main page, as well as over 70 plus shows, man. Any kind of music you like, there's a show for it. You know, there's some shows like us that are freeform, but there are a lot of scripted shows that really go into deep dives and different subjects and people from every aspect of music, every genre of music. So check us out there. Then, you know, you can check us out because you're listening to us. We're everywhere. iHeart, Google, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, we're there. And um, I want you guys to also keep up with us on Facebook and our Facebook page. I'm going to let you finish all one word. We're on Instagram at I'm going to let you finish NY. We're on Twitter at Finish Ima. And, um, you know, it's we love to hear from you. We talk to you guys a lot on Facebook. You're really active on our page. Thank you for that. Tell a friend about the show. Remember, when you listen to us, wherever you listen to us, you know, remember to go in there, leave a review, rate us, you know, write it down, tell a friend, spin it out, and we will see you next week. Stay safe, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.